tour all night is supported by listeners like you. To find out how you can help, head over to patreon.com slash songsoftoryamos. There you'll see what exciting rewards we're offering for your support. Once again, that's patreon.com slash songsoftoryamos to help us continue to make high-quality and tour for you. Well, it is Saturday, March 25th, 2023, and Hori Amos is performing for the first time in 2023 tonight in Scotland, in Edinburgh, Scotland, at the Queen's Hall. I'm My mind is blown. Never in my entire life did I think that I would get the opportunity to see Tori Amos in Edinburgh, which is my, one of my favorite cities in the world of all time. Never did I think in a million years that I would get a chance to see her in Edinburgh. And because of the schedule and the way it worked out, I'm not there. And so whenever I'm mad about something and I'm going through it, there's one person I call, and that's Dr. Paul Roy Taylor. And he is here. He's not in Edinburgh either. And so we're pissed off about it. Hi, Paul Roy. (laughs) Hey, how are you? We have to process this together. How have you been? I've been good. I've been good. Um, I've been looking forward to the tour. I'm in Europe already, so um, uh, just kind of like... Still booking flights. I, I I booked my Seattle flight for the final show yesterday, and so I'm already thinking U.S. Like, as well. <laughs> You're prepared. You are very very prepared all yeah. the time. Although, where is the Seattle show, and when? Exactly. Where? Yeah. <laughs> You're more prepared than Tori Amos. <laughs> However, the announcement from the Chateau, not the Chateau Marmont, whatever it's called, will be out on the 28th. So we're going to confirm. Uh, whether... By the way, can I just can I just be a little bratty for a second so you've never asked me before but go ahead <laughs> <laughs> it's the chateau saint michelle winery which like is a perfectly fine bottle of wine but it's like five dollars a bottle and you know tori has not touched a, a bottle of wine under a hundred dollars in like 30 <laughs> years so that kind of cracks me up <laughs> that's hilarious that's hilarious okay so how many uk shows are you doing how many european shows are you doing and how many u.s shows are you doing I am doing no UK. Um, I'm doing uh, Milan, Paris, Lyon, Lille. If the shows take a particular, I'm kind of waiting to see like what the show structure looks like at the beginning because I can get to Brussels in an hour. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, or Amsterdam, or so like um, uh, you know, there might be like some random show I end up at, you know, like, uh, without any notice, but the four that I'm planning are the ones I mentioned. And then the U S I'm doing Rochester Hills, which I got second row tickets for like just straight off the bat. And then, um, LA, San Diego and Seattle, where if you recall, I brought to the Seattle show last year, I brought my 12 year old nephew whom you met and who had a blast and i mentioned that you know there's another seattle show and he was like oh my god i want to go i'm so excited so so that's going to be fun but can we talk about tickets for a second yeah of course dynamic pricing is evil and um it needs to be stopped and and you know there needs to be public trials yeah agreed oh agreed that's what you wanted to say (laughs) you wanted to say what we all believe (laughs) Uh, I suppose, yeah, I just needed to echo the voice of the people. Thank but you. Like, <laughs> I mean, you know, like these these pre-sales, which mm-hmm. are basically just scalper frenzies. Yeah. Like it's Ticketmaster becoming its own scalper, right? Like, oh, of course. Like you log into LA at minute one, you're in that damn queue that never existed, which is really just an anxiety meter. Mm-hmm. Like you're you now counting down for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then like the second they're out, the, the tickets, anything in the orchestra is like $500. Yeah. And you watch that you watch that live action chart and you'll watch a seat 
someone buys it and then like 13 seconds later it's up at resale for like twice the price yeah. and i'm sorry but that's not how fast the human like hand can move to like <laughs> well, uh, get those trans <laughs> I've, well <laughs> i've seen some hands move pretty that's, fast well, Paul, right? for complex uh hand movements okay. like yeah, <laughs> like you're buying right. it at the transaction right, right. and then selling it reselling it yeah you can't do that in like 20 seconds so there's something fishy going on that's true. I mean, leave it to Robert Smith of The Cure to like make change. He got them to. Did you hear? He got them to give them back the uh, like some give give the ticket buyers back some of their fees that they like refunded like ten dollars on every ticket of fees. Which is. Oh, I heard he yeah. was was making some some issue with it, but I didn't know that he had succeeded. Yeah, well, he had succeeded in getting them to refund ten dollars per ticket on fees, like in certain price brackets. But there's like mm-hmm. a. I mean. There, I think a lot of eyes are on Ticketmaster right now because of what happened with Taylor Swift. And then also, like, there was revealed, like, dynamic pricing on Bruce Springsteen tickets was at $5,000, which were official Ticketmaster resales. $5,000. So that is, like, that is absurd. That's not, I mean, I'm mad because I accidentally bought, I can't remember anymore if I bought two 700, no, I bought 200, I bought two tickets for the Greek that were $350 each. So I spent $700 without realizing it because I had my card pre-saved and then I just got the tickets and I was like so stressed out about that show because it's the LA show that I just bought them and I didn't realize that they were in the first minute of the sale, the dynamically priced tickets. So yeah, I know. You know, they kind of talk about this in that new Amazon show Swarm, which I started watching. Reminded me of you a lot, actually. It reminded you of me. It's so good. <laughs> Which part? The opening sequence? The opening sequence with the sister? Uh, <laughs> Just the majority of it. No, I'm teasing you, but yeah, no, it's a really good show about fandom and um, you know, I really thought it was going to be more of like a slow descent into madness, a la Black Swan. But that bitch is crazy from the get go. No, so truly. I was like, oh, this is interesting. Truly, like the given <laughs> anyway. circumstances that she has descended into some sort of something at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I do recommend Swarm too. It is very weird, and I was like, something is up with uh, Donald Glover. <laughs> like, is he okay? Does he need to talk about anything? <laughs> But yeah, no, it's a very good it's a very good limited series on Amazon Prime. So we're here to talk about this show in Edinburgh. Tori hasn't been back to Edinburgh since 1996. In my really? research, yes, this is the first time she played. She played. These are the stats. We're going to talk a few stats first. The first time that we have on record that she played in Edinburgh was February 14th, 1992, at the Music Box. I could not find a set list for that show. It doesn't seem as one exists. But she played again in Edinburgh at the Queen's Hall on April 8th, 1992. That was the second time we have in 92 that she played Edinburgh. And then we have a third time in Edinburgh on June 12th, 1992 at the Cafe Royale. It was a mini concert for Radio 4th. And the set list for that one was Flying Dutchman, Crucify, Silent All These Years, Precious Things Which Was Interrupted and Restarted, you know, get the fuck out of my show. Leather, Winter, Smells Like Teen Spirit, Upside Down, and China. So that was the very first set list she ever did. Do you remember the classic interruption where it was 98, she was doing me and a gun, and someone was like, lose this song. (gasps) Do you remember that? No. Oh, you remember that? No. (laughs) Oh, my God. Someone said that? Yeah, there's like a clip of it. Someone in the middle of me and a gun screamed, lose this song. (laughs) Whoa. What'd she say? (laughs) Yeah. I don't recall. I think she actually didn't break 
the there was no you know Tory rage thing oh, wow. during that you know but um but yeah there's some classic uh, audience participation that's been out quote there. unquote but participation anyway. <laughs> yeah <laughs> heckling heckling that's a heckle sir that's a heckle that's true of course it's a, I knew it was a sir lady in the white shirt oh we should take that and auto tune it. Do you fucking mind? <laughs> so interesting, Edinburgh getting a little bit of a treat. I think Leal or Leon, she's, it's the first time she's playing one of those. Leal. It's the first time it. for Leal. Yeah. yeah. Yes. But obviously in 1992, that first set list is all Little Earthquake songs. So we're going to go to the set list for 1994 because she played Edinburgh at the Queen's Hall again on February 28th, 1994, very early in the Under the Pink tour. And you ready for this set list? Three encores. Let me prepare mm-hmm. you. This is a spoiler alert show. Mm-hmm. Three encores. Sugar. So, th- so this is the set list. Sugar, Crucify, Icicle, Precious Things, Happy Phantom, Pretty Good Year, God, remember there was a tape backing to that. Silent All These Years, The Waitress, Leather, Past the Mission, Bells for Her, Me and a Gun, and Ended the Set with Winter. Then she came back for an encore, which was Cornflake Girl and Upside Down. I would have already been happy. Then she came back out for a second encore. Thank you. Tear in your hand and here in my head. And I'm dead already. And then she comes back for a third one. A Case of You and Song for Eric. What do you think? I think it's so interesting to remember, like, the the first, you know, just the first couple of tours where her catalog was only so big and just how different <laughs> the shows are now that she has, like, 300 songs, yeah. like, catalog 348. songs. 348. And, then, like, a thousand, a thousand, uh, you know, covers under her belt. Like, That's just true. The, how, how it changes the dynamic. Yeah. Well, that seems like an amazing show, but it also seems like everything she's ever written at that point. <laughs> so it's very long. <laughs> yeah, it's like both albums, back to back, and all the B-sides. Um, she played Edinburgh again, and I think for the last time in 1996, February 27th, 1996, at the Usher Hall, which is not the Queen's Hall, as far as I know. But this is the final set list from Edinburgh. And I mean, safe to assume, safe to assume, Usher's Hall is not Queen's Hall. Almost, yeah, like unless it like went through a name change period, you know, you never know. Mm. Um, February twenty seventh, nineteen ninety six, which is almost two years to the day as the last one, uh, the ninety four one. So this is what it was: Beauty Queen Horses, Smells Like Teen Spirit, Leather, Marianne, Crucify, Bells for Her, Space Dog, Little Amsterdam, Cornflake Girl. Donut Song, Father Lucifer, Cotylite Sneeze, Precious Things, Winter, Not the Red Baron, and she closed the main set with Mina Gunn. There was no Tallulah yet. Encore 1 was Putting the Damage On in Baker Baker. Encore 2 was Honey, Here in My Head, and Hey Jupiter. Well, and for the casual listener of like specific city tour uh, breakdowns. <laughs> um, like this would be the boys for Pele version of bells for her, which is the ultimate version on the harp, which is the best version. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. And I'm glad you said that. I knew, I, I knew I liked Google you. it. I knew after 20 years that there was a reason I liked you. <laughs> <laughs> it was a slow build friendship. <laughs> it really was. To this moment, for those culminating who, in this moment. <laughs> right here, right here, right now. For those who don't know, for those who don't know our history, Paul Roy has a harpsichord, which he's left to me in his will. And I, <laughs> hopefully it's there's true. a caveat that if I kill him, I don't get it. Uh, there is not. Just as a uh, reminder, the soundboard um, is unfortunately warped, and now it's just a piece of furniture. So that's but okay. It's pretty. I will still 
I will. Yeah, I'll still play it poorly tuned. It's fine. Just like the two of us, pretty on the outside, damaged and useless on the inside. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> oh, I've missed you. Um, when do you come back to LA? Uh, late April. Late April. Okay, good. Yeah. Well, we'll see you then. You have not noticed that she did here in my head at two of the three shows. Do you think that we'll hear here in my head tonight? No, different era, different time, different catalog. What do you think we'll hear tonight? What are your wills and what are your wants? Doesn't I need to know. Usually, doesn't she usually do Crucify at the first show of, of a tour? Yes, usually not always, up. like, but 90% of the time, yes. There's a couple well, safe, times here and there. Safe bet then that's going to be the case. Okay, so um, you're going to do Crucify as your will. And I think... Uh, will get bouncing off clouds again. Nope, that is a disqualified song, Paul Roy Why? Taylor. Nice try. Because we what? have to have rules in our game. Oh, okay. The rules that aren't conveyed and are made up entirely on the spot? Okay. Um, um, so... No! <laughs> Let me tell you the disqualified songs. These have been published for 24 hours. Edinburgh. Dis- I, you know disqual- I don't use any social media. I don't have any access to any. Well, we're making a special concession for you to play tonight. Okay. The disqualified songs are Addition of Light Divided, Bouncing Off Clouds, Cornflake Girl, Devil's Bane, Juarez, Mother Revolution, Ocean Ocean, Precious Things, and Russia. And Reindeer King, of course. Oh, God, my, my working memory is bad. I already forgot, like, all of those. Um, Like, uh, so Crucify. <laughs> Crucify, Crucify is and fine. I'm going to go on a limb and say Metal Waterwood is finally going to come out. Yes. Okay, I'm into it. And then what are your wants? Um, I would really like another band version of Blood Roses, but I feel like okay. I feel like we are gonna get that. But it's like everyone wants ninety nine, so I think it's like mm-hmm. a hard sell. Like, um, and then uh, I wouldn't mind like not David Bowie. Really? Yeah, I love that one. Um, I love or, it you too. Know, but you think? It, oh, that's a want. Yeah. If I can cheat a little, like on a few, uh, yeah, I I was listening to Walk to Dublin and Sucker, and that's never come out, but like she's in that region, so like maybe, yeah. you know, maybe maybe, but I doubt well, it. she'll be in Dublin soon. <laughs> oh right, yeah. Well, she she didn't do it last time. I was there. That's true. So she, but now, she really me knows. too. But now she's like been playing with them for a year, you know. So or like mm. been more time has passed. Um, so you're gonna choose Sucker as your bonus song or Dublin? I think I think Dublin since Dublin. Okay. Okay, well, it's Edinburgh, so it makes no sense either way. Oh, like uh, Wilson wants for what? Wilson wants for this particular show. That's right. Okay, then. Oh then my God! Just, just doubt my stupidity. <clears throat> Paul Roy is out of the game of touring. You don't have touring in your body right now. <laughs> you need to get touring back in your body. Um, let me tell you, David's Wilson wants. You ready to hear David's Wilson wants? Yeah. Yeah. His wills are Space Dog and Crucify. His wants are horses and girl. And I said, oh, you will get horses, girl. And then his bonus song is Broken Arrow, which I really like Broken Arrow. So hopefully that will happen. You know, my most um, uh, prescient uh, wills and wants was like something like Houston 2005. And I was like, she's going to do uh, um, Wrapped Around Your Finger. That's my will. It wasn't even a want. Oh. It was a will. And there it, there it was. It was like one of those shows. I have no idea why. But again, of course, that if is... you play like if you play Wills and Wants a thousand times, you're gonna get them right like sometimes, you know. <laughs> that is some BTE. That's some big Tory energy to come in with a cover, <laughs> a cover on a Will. <laughs> um, congratulations on that. Um, I miss you. When will be the first time I see you? I guess it's uh, Paris. You said right, or no, perhaps uh, Brussels or Amsterdam. 
perhaps. Oh no, like, but um, de- definitely Milan um, will be the first oh, one. Yeah. So I need to memorize um, this tour schedule, don't I? I thought Paris was first. <laughs> it's all jumbled because of last year, you know. So. Yeah. It's hard. Well, I want to throw it. We're going to we, I had a conversation with our Scottish friend Callum and we discussed our wills and wants there. So, roll it, Oliver. I'm happy to have on the line my friend from Scotland. It's Callum. Hi. Hi, how are you doing? I'm well. You are going to be on an upcoming episode of Ocean, no, of A Thousand Oceans and also Ocean's Ocean, but that's years <laughs> in the making. But here you are in our Scotland pre-show because you are a Scotland native. That's correct. Yes, I am on the other side of the country. So I'm on, uh, in Glasgow, um, but I am going to be making the pilgrimage over to Edinburgh uh, for, uh, for the first show of the tour. I can't believe it. Are you thrilled that it's in Edinburgh? Well, I would rather it was in Glasgow. No, well, yeah. but I'm... <laughs> fair, <laughs> but I'm, fair. Uh, you know, hometown pride and all that. But uh, but yeah, Edinburgh is lovely, and uh, yeah, looking forward to the show. Now I'm here. I brought you on the show today to talk a little bit about your wills and wants. Mm. Let's start with me and give you a moment to think, because my wills and wants are basic. I my wills are crucify and selkie. Of course, I chose selkie because of mm-hmm. Scotland, and my <laughs> wants are take to the sky and metal water wood. And then my bonus song is Honey. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I would love to hear all of those. Yeah. <laughs> love to hear all of those. Especially, I'm really looking forward to, uh, to Meta Waterwood. Oh, yes. Uh, to hearing that live. I think that's going to be it's really gonna, exciting. We're going to have to hear that, right? She's going to have mm. to do it. Definitely. And similarly, for my, do you want my wants first? Or Absolutely. My wills first? I want your wills first. Okay. So my, my wills are. Speaking with trees, I think oh. that is going to be our new opener. Thank it's going to be speaking really? with trees. Really, you're yes, going to go think, opener. Yep, I okay. think so. I think, I think definitely. I think she's going to switch it up from Juarez, okay. I, but I think that speaking with trees is going to be the opener. I'm floored right now. That is a bold <laughs> prediction. That is like that is you're just putting it all out there with that prediction. You are. I am naked in the sun right there. <laughs> Do you know what? I, I but I, I thought that I thought that it was going to be the opener for the first leg actually because I could just <laughs> imagine you know the, the kind of drums and bass going uh, and Tori kind of making her way on stage and stuff and I mm-hmm. thought that would be a great opener speaking yeah. with trees but um but yeah, we'll see <laughs> yeah you can you, you yeah it maybe this time second time's a charm Callum second mm-hmm. time's a charm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they always say that right okay what are your what's your other one so speaking with trees. Uh, yeah, so uh, my other uh, my other will is toast. Oh, so this is maybe a little bit of a, an out there one, but uh, Dalhousie Castle, which she which of she mentions in the song, yeah, it, it is in Scotland as well, and we Shut haven't really up. heard. Yeah, we haven't. It's near Edinburgh as well, so it's not one that we've heard in Glasgow. Uh, I don't believe she's ever played it in. In Glasgow, I wish we'd had this shows, conversation so. before I committed to my uh, wills. That's a really good one, and that's that's a, see when you're playing wills and wants people, that's the kind of will that you want to want or the want that you will to have because that is something that's like a deep cut, but you know that she's thinking that when she's there, yeah. and that's something that's not obvious that not everyone's going to choose. So you're going to get that point where no one else gets that point because no one so far has chosen toast. Now, after of course uh, listening to this, God knows. <laughs> but okay, now what are your wants? 
Okay, so my wants are, uh, much as I, I, I would also like uh, Meta Waterwood, my favorite from ocean to ocean is swim to New York oh, State. Yes. Yeah. So I have a feeling that she might hold on to that one until later in the tour. Really? But, uh, yeah, I think um, I think she might she might give it a bit more time. It might be like one of those ones which, like uh, Tallulah on the Doll Party tour, where she doesn't do it until like the last mm-hmm. couple of shows. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think that Swim to New York State might take her a little bit longer to work up with the band. Well, um, she's had a year. <laughs> she's it's had true. A year. <laughs> um, and then, what's your other will? I mean, your other want? My other want is. I, I think we are very likely to hear it, but it is Siren. Oh, good one. Um, yeah, because I just thought uh, on the first leg of the tour, that was just amazing. I think she did a great job with it, the the kind of new version of it. And I think it will be even sort of tighter this time around. Um, so, yeah, Siren is my other one. And you get one bonus song, Callum. <laughs> what is your bonus song? I don't know why I thought of this. And it's not a particular favorite. Um, but I would be really interested to hear it on this tour. It is Almost Rosie. Almost Rosie. Good one. That's Kathleen's yeah. constant request. <laughs> Good. And it's it's one of those ones where, yeah, I think it could just have a really different feel to it. I love you know? it. Um, so, yeah, Almost Rosie was the one that jumped to mind. So if Callum gets both wills, both wants, and his bonus song, he's going to have what's called a golden five, and then you will win a big prize. Also, there's a nightly prize every night on the tour. Anybody who does wills and wants will be thrown into a random drawing just for participation, and every night someone's going to win something very exciting that I'll mail back to you when I get home from the road. And then, Amazing. So there's going to be 25 winners, 25 nightly winners, or 21 winner per night. And then there's also one winner for the whole tour. One person will get a merch package. The person who gets the most points over the tour long game. So there's a lot of chances to win people. And and maybe, you know, Callum, you might win tonight. So Hey, very exciting. Oh, that's great news. Good. Now tell us one last thing about Scotland before I let you go. Why are the men so, like, big? They're tall. <laughs> everybody's so, like, and everybody's so nice there. <laughs> well, okay. Well, I will I will say we do, you know, we are quite a welcoming uh, nation. Uh, but, but yeah, I think you just need to meet more Scottish men and you'll see there's, <laughs> there's a real, there's a real range. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Um, oh, at that. oh, well, actually on that, on that note, you know, that, uh, you know, that the Scot, the national animal of Scotland is the unicorn. Is it? It is indeed. I Look it up. It's, it, we are, unicorns are, are our animals. So oh, that's beautiful. Always, always horny. but also a little bit magical don't yeah actually yes i the first time i was in scotland for i stayed a month in a neck of the woods like right past cc blooms uh in a place called gay hill which is literally a hill (laughs) with gay guys it's just that's all that's there and i was there with like 10 i had a casting crew of like 10 or 15 people and Mm -hmm. we would nightly walk by to observe scottish men cruising it was very adorable (laughs) it was very you know it was cute it was very sweet you were doing some unicorn spotting yeah exactly (laughs) thank you for being on our pre-show and i'm sure we'll talk again at least uh ocean ocean i guess oh definitely listen thank you so much uh and yeah amazing work on the podcast oh thank you so much okay my pleasure we'll talk again bye 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 (laughs) 
Paul Roy, anything else you want to tell the people that are in Scotland right now? You want to wish them well, wish them luck? I wish you well and luck. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't this have was, a message to Scotland. <laughs> this is much different than our other wine downs where we were drinking wine. Now you only just talk shit about wine earlier, and that's it. That's the only mention. Can we have a wine down in Milan? Absolutely. Like an in vivo, like an in-person wine down? Oh, yeah. I would, yeah. <laughs> I, I suspect uh, there will be a lot of whining down. <laughs> no, you know what? I'm being um, very good this tour. No, you know, I am being very good this tour. No drinking on work days. That's what I'm doing. Only on my days off. Oh, okay. I, I support it. I support it. Um, <laughs> Hesitantly, she said. I, I, I'm not going to join you. I know. <laughs> on that mission. Well, I demand I everyone join on it. I demand this be a sobriety <laughs> journey for us all. <laughs> um, <laughs> what's going on right now with the, with the protesters at the Eiffel Tower? Well, I mean, the the French are an interesting bunch because they, like, will protest anything, even nothing. Like, they have this idea that, like, uh, there'll, there'll be a strike, right? And I'll just be like, what's the strike about? And they're like, oh, it's a, it's a grève générale, which is literally just a general strike. Like, they're not protesting <laughs> anything. They're just, like, mad. Um, this My is kind the of people. That, <laughs> this is the country that invented the guillotine, and there is a saying, <laughs> sort of, like, in, in the United States, the gov- uh, the people are afraid of the government. In France, the government is afraid of the people, so a lot of that comes mm-hmm. out. But the garbage... Um, uh, uh, engineers, <laughs> I don't know, garbage, like people, <laughs> um, they're, uh, they're on strike. And so the city is like literally like littered with mounds and piles of garbage. Like oh, the whole no. city is under, under construction because of the Olympic games coming up. So there's like scaffolding everywhere, garbage, rats are having a fantasy. Oh my gosh, shut it's up. Like, <laughs> don't say that word to me. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like, I was walking into my building and this rat crawled ah! up the, like it no. crawled up alongside the no. digit code entry Paul and Roy, just I'm sat beep, there beep, and beep. smiled at me. It was beep. smiling Paul like Roy. a big, Paul Roy. A big toothy. I grin. have to alert you. <laughs> I well, I'm not now. I'm not going to even be able to edit this episode. What you hear is what you get, people. <laughs> what you hear is what you get. I'm yeah, having a visceral for, reaction for anybody coming to Paris. Don't wear open toed no. shoes because the rats will. <laughs> Paul Roy. You are you are uh, <laughs> you are as provocative as you ever have been. <laughs> and thank you for being on this show. This may have been your last appearance. <laughs> Say goodbye to Paul Roy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I can't wait to see you in Milan. In I might not go to Paris anymore, though. That's the truth. Do <laughs> you think since it's the start of tour, it would be an interesting little five minute convo to talk about like show etiquette and tour etiquette? Oh, and good, pipis, please. Like faux pas and, and faux do's or something like that. Like oh, yeah. Give me a like, faux pas. Give me a faux pas or a faux do. Let's just go back and forth. Show faux pas, certainly, you know, um, conspicuous filming. You know what I mean? That's one of those oh, things yeah. where it's very easy to be a hypocrite about because if you're watching it on YouTube, someone's clip, you're like, oh, my God, thank God they recorded it. But if they're doing it right in front of you, it's like, lower your hands, <laughs> lower your hands. You will not catch me one second, one iota of film from this tour on my phone. I am sorry. I've been scarred. I learned my lesson. None of that. Goodbye to record. Goodbye to anything. I don't even want to remember this show. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna log it in my memory. <laughs> That's how terrified I am. So what, no, what, thank you. Well, you've grown as a person. <laughs> thank you. Um, what do One. You think so that's. What? That's one, and I, I would say maybe like singing, even softly to oneself. Oh yeah. Like, no, never um, stop. 
Yeah. Stop. What's what are some of your pet peeves? Oh, um, I have very few pet peeves, with the exception of aggressive behavior. I feel like any kind of aggressive behavior, like. I don't mind if someone talks or like is having a good time, not talks, but, but when they talk aggressively or like incessantly, then it starts to bother me. Like, I'm not going to freak out if someone says something to their friend. Oh my God, it's my favorite song or, you know, something like that. That doesn't bother me at all. But if they're talking not about the show (laughs) and like, I don't know if someone throws up on someone else, that also bothers me. Like it happened in (laughs) Raleigh last year. That bothered me when someone threw up on someone. Yeah, it ruins Ag- the aggressive show. behavior. There was a at the LA show last year. Um, I, I was very close already. I don't remember where I was, but very close. That's exactly and what I was thinking of. Yes. Oh, I know it's like yeah. Show two. Maybe that was, was it. Show? And yeah, there was this like uh, couple behind me that. First of all, I am diminutive. I'm like five six. Like so, well, anyone can petite. be over me. And <laughs> and this couple was like ready to fight, and I was like do you want to just go in front of me if you're that concerned? And they didn't want to, they, they just like wanted to fight. They just didn't like mm-hmm. that people rushed, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I happened to be the one in front of them, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that was pretty aggressive. So um, I guess uh, a, a do of tour is polite rushing. If you so choose to do so and being considerate of others around you, perhaps. What does that mean? Polite rushing though. If, if, if someone doesn't want you to rush, there's no version of polite rushing. That's going to satisfy them. Like, Oh, pardon me. Excuse me. <laughs> that's not going to well, make them that's happy. That's true. But there, there, there can be a lot of pushing and shoving of the, like of the rushing that, you know, someone's like, you know, three people behind and they push their way to the front. That's just rude. I was very moved that day. I wanted to see Tom. close up. <laughs> <laughs> if you're pushing and shoving to get you know five inches closer come on girl you're good you're doing 30 shows like, you know. <laughs> like... <laughs> hey five inches you never know five inches make, can make all the difference um another faux pas i mean a faux do a faux do not is do not buy the drinks at the venue they're like triple the price and no a faux, faux do is to have a glass of wine before the show at dinner and then reconvene with your besties at the local watering hole after. That's the faux do. I suppose right? it prevents having to get up halfway through the show at like inappropriate moments or missing a song or something. So there's added well, benefits yeah. in that. I don't care about that. I was just thinking of trying to sustain my bank account for the next <laughs> 30 shows. Yes. If, if you're, if you're, if you're trying to cut costs, absolutely do not buy, do not buy alcohol at the venue. You don't really need it anyway. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like what's the, pur- what's the purpose? Like, is it the show or the alcohol? Now, if you want mm-hmm. it, have it, but if you are trying to cut costs, that's where you can do it. A faux do, do speak on the after show when we are there. We begin in Cambridge, so do do talk to me then. That's a faux do. <laughs> That's about all I got. But That's all you got? <laughs> are you excited? That's really not true. If you gave me enough time, I could come up with a lot more. But yeah, I'm excited. Oh, I'm really looking forward to I'm just like, you know, part of tour is not just the show. It's like the travel and seeing your friends and mm-hmm. being in new cities and stuff. And <clears throat> I'm really excited to see what the set list look like the first five or six shows. And Moma, I'm doing a little like extra night in, in most of the cities that um, I'll be going to. It's just going to get a little bit of travel in, but I'm super excited. So, Paul Roy, thank you for being on the show. And we'll, I'll see you very soon. I can't even believe it. It's going to be within the month that I see you. Well, everybody have a good time at the first show, and um, I can't wait to see the set list, and 
see you all on tour. As a special treat for this tour, we have Amy. You know Amy. She did our birth chart here on Never Shut Up. Amy, a star reader. She is now reading professionally. She's done a reading for every city on the European tour. And we're going we're gonna to play them here on the pre-show. And this is her reading for what may happen tonight in Edinburgh. Take it away, Amy. Okay, this reading is going to be for Tori's concert in Edinburgh on March 25th, 2023, 7 p.m. is the time I'm going to go for. That's when the doors open. Let's do a quick tarot reading. Let's figure out, let's do a quick inner, outer sort of insight with what to expect for the show. Inner card I pull is the sun, outer is justice, and a card for perspective is the world. Very cool. So I think... You know, when it comes to what I'm looking at with Tori's chart now and the um, the where the planets are aligned for the concert, there's a definite sense of coming home. There's a sense of personal expression and there's a sense of like what you get is what you give. So the outer card I pulled is justice. So if there's an inner sense of self-expression, there's definitely an outer expense of like... I've been waiting for this. This is happening now. All this work that I've been put in, all this planning has really come to fruition now. So it's like a really nice circular, like circular, um, you know, sense of like inner expression. And I'm, I'm going to get what I give. This is going to be really exciting. A card for perspective. I pulled the world. I, before I did this reading, had a sense that the card would be the world for this concert. I don't know why. This is just how this magicalness works. The world is such a cool card to pull because it really is just showing you like Everything is an opportunity. So I think that the folks that will be in attendance at this concert will really feel a sense of like, this person has manifested all of these things around her, right? And you can do the same and all this is available to you. Let's take a look at the chart because you've got some really interesting things going on with Tori's chart and the chart of um, the actual concert itself. So I've just used Tori's birth time and date that I found on the interweb. So hopefully it's accurate. Looks pretty accurate to me. The first thing I really look at and notice is Tori's a Leo. She's got a conjunction between um, her son and Venus. Um, it's such a lovely conjunction being a Leo because you have this gorgeous sense of beauty and appreciation of um, all those things that we associate with Venusian qualities. And it just makes um, her expression super feminine and very in tune with Mother Earth and all that awesomeness. The ascendant sign of this concert is actually, you know, conjuncting Tori's moon. It's in the 10th house. What does that mean? Ascendant sign is like where you're going in this life. The moon are our emotions, right? It's sort of the backpack we need on our journey. That means that this this concert is going to be incredibly popular. It's going to be very satisfying to her. It might get a lot of press, like in the local area. When something is like hitting an ascendant sign, um, it just means that like this event is going to be like a seminal event. I know it's the first concert in like kicking off the EU um, tour. So it's going to be very much sort of like seminal banner. Like I see like a banner, like, yeah, like here we go. It's going to be like very exciting for this leg of it, that ascendant 
second sign being in the same sign Libra as Taurus moon. Libra is such a lovely air sign, again, very associated with beauty and the balance of things. So this concert is going to be a very, it's going to be a balanced affair. It's going to be something where you have, everyone gets a little bit of everything here. I think there's been a lot of thought put into it and you're absolutely going to feel that sort of sitting down and becoming and being a part of it. The other thing I'm noticing like right off the bat is Tori's North Node is in her eighth house and it's in Cancer. Cancer is also where the midheaven of, of the concert is. Midheaven is, think of it as like the, the, like where you're going in this life for career, right? Very much associated with like your profession. So the fact that these two are aligned just tells me again, this situation and her alignment with this concert, she feels like she's in the right place at the right time. Cancer is such a loving, um, it's a loving, it's a very emotional sign. So I think the feels are going to be out on the, during this concert. She's really going to be deeply emotionally connected to what the audience is bringing her. So this is the time to really think about how you're connecting to each of the songs that she's playing. And if you're lucky enough and fortunate enough to go, I want you to be throwing that love back at her and that connection to the song. She will be able to feel it because her North Node, sort of her purpose in this lifetime, in this incarnation, is all about receiving this energy from you all. So that's what's going to be so fun about this. For the concert itself, I definitely want to check out Mars because that's a, a lot of our action and a lot of our sort of aggression and how we sort of seek creativity and seek to get things done. Mars is also in the eighth house in Cancer. So this is going to be like... She She's going to be wanting, the concert itself, I think, is going to bring it for everyone in attendance. And what I mean by that is everyone's sort of feeling vulnerable. Cancer is a sign that's very much associated with sort of that hard outer shell of the crab. But then that soft underbelly, right? That like, ooh, the feels, the emotion. Cancer's a water sign. It's the, one of the wateriest of the water signs, right? Like deep feels. So that Mars and the energy that the concert is going to bring is really going to tap into people emotionally. There are going to be tears. There's going to be joy. All those like fun cancery emotions that um, they are so lovely and sort of portraying is really going to be on tap for this concert itself. Um, there's a cluster of planets for the concert itself um, that I want to talk about a little bit. They're on the southern, southeastern hemisphere of the chart. When you look at charts and you think about like what is externally facing and what is something that maybe we keep a little bit more hidden, Tori's chart is super extroverted in the sense that many of her personal planets are very much like, look at me. Clearly, she's she's famous for that reason. It's very much like I'm on I'm on the pedestal. But a lot of the concert planets are very on sort of a shy part, I'd say, the shy part of the wheel. So the sun is going to be in the fourth house, um, the sun is, you know, it's in Aries. Clearly, this is a lovely time for that awesome Aries energy. So you're going to feel that sense of Aries of, of new things, new beginnings. Um, a prediction, I think she's going to play a lot of new material. I don't think you're going to see a lot, maybe not a ton from the previous catalog. There'll be a balance because we talked about Libra's here. So her emotions are going to be sort of like balanced between sort of that whole catalog, that whole, whole portfolio. But with the sun and, and Aries, it's all about the new stuff, guys. It's all guys and gals and theys. It's all going to be like new stuff, new album, new, new shit. It's going to be all about the new shit, right? Um, what else do I want to mention about the concert itself? So the 
north note of the concert is going to be in the fifth house in Taurus. This means that it's going to be a slow burn. Taurians are all about the slow plotting appreciation of beauty building. It's going to build, right? So don't think like massive opener banger. Think like slow burn. It's going to be like a nice slow burn, but you have that beautiful Taurus emphasis on everything that is beautiful, right? And creating all those um, all those like lovely touches, right? So the stage will be, you know, gorgeously um, appointed and care will be taken into like every last detail. There are a few other things between Tori's chart and the concert I really want to point out. And I think you're going to see these grow um, in importance as the dates move forward and the location sort of progress. So the first thing is Jupiter. This is our great benefit. It expands everything it touches. So Jupiter is both in Tori's natal chart and the concert chart in the fifth house. This is like the place you want Jupiter, folks. Like Jupiter makes things big. It's all about generating big things, big ideas. And the fifth house is our house of creativity. You don't have quite a conjunction, but it's moving towards one of Jupiter in the concert house and Tori's house of, of creativity and expression as well. This is just going to mean like, whoo, a lot of truth, a lot of creative self-expression, uh, boldness in in the terms of like you know there might be some there might be some fms you know what i mean like there might be some you know writhing around on the piano and sort of like yes like really letting loose things are going to be really um and the audience is going to feel that right because it's in the concerts chart as well and it's going to be sort of a nice energy feeding off one another other thing I wanted to mention, again, mirroring Tori's natal chart, she's got Saturn in her third house in Aquarius. Saturn in Aquarius is such a fun placement. It's not something that people would normally expect, but I think it. Aquarians are just cool, in my opinion. They just have this interesting sensibility. And Saturn being a taskmaster, like the combination is kind of bananas. So you have Saturn in the third house for Tori for her and the concert as well. So again, um, this is going to, they're in different signs. You've got Saturn and Pisces for the concert. But again, this this communication, I would expect sort of um, maybe a, a little bit of like the audience expects one thing and Tori expects another or Tori, because again, Saturn and Aquarius, she, it's going to be something you don't expect, right? And the audience might be like, you know, a very Piscean emotional expectation of like what what's going to come of it, like what's what the type of connection is going to be and what type of things are going to hear. But Tori has her Saturn and Aquarius. Ladies, you're never going to know. It's, it's, you're never going to know. It's, it's always going to be something, you know, the third house rules are communication, uh, many other things. But I think primarily I'm going to read it as sort of like how she's communicating to you all being in the in the audience. And then, you know, the audience, they're being receptive of it as well. So that's my reading for this. Again, looking at our tarot pull for this um, which I'll share a photo of so you can take a look. Um, again, this is all about identity. This concert is very much, again, the ascendance, the ascendant of the concert is conjuncting Tori's moon. That means that what is happening at the concert is a direct link to sort of her purpose here, her emotions here, her ability to sort of like deeply connect to and intuit what is going to happen in terms of like the, the concert itself, which I think is going to be incredibly dynamic. It can't not be. It's Aries, folks. Like the, it brings it, right? But it's going to bring it in a way that's fresh and new. You're not going to see a lot too much of the old stuff. It's going to be very much emphasis on like what is here now and happening as well. This justice card just tells me sort of outwardly seeking that people are going to get what they give into this concert. So if you go, you prepare, 
you sort of are interested in hearing a few things and you want to sort of channel that out to her, I think that you absolutely should do that. Just this is all about sort of, again, the energy we, we give out is the energy that we receive. So think of that as you're preparing for the concert and experiencing it as well. And finally, the perspective card of the world. It's your oyster, folks. Like this sort of your experience here is up to you. That's what the world tells us. And clearly that's what is so inspiring about Tori, her music, and this amazing concert. So that is it. That's the reading for Edinburgh. I hope you all have fun. And always remember, if you can't be good, be careful.
All Night is a production of the Sideways Society. For more information or links to things mentioned on the show, please visit us online at songsoftoriamus.com.